Hey y'all, welcome to Candace Talks About Everything. We are going to start off the episode with some gratitude. And today I am grateful for the people in my life, um, for the real friends that I have, for, you know, the relationship that I'm in, um, for my parents and my little brother. I just, I'm grateful also that I have a space like Monday and Co, which is my co-working space slash content studio slash like social gathering spot here in Atlanta. Because although it is very, very hard to run this place, and one day I'm going to do an episode all about that, I meet the best people. It seems like because this space is here and because um, I invite creative people here and things like that, the right people come at the right time to really give me what I need, if that makes any sense. Like, for instance, just now, um, I'm about to close up the space. It's literally past the time for us to close on a Friday night when I'm recording this. And right when I was about to close, the phone rang. And I was like, eh, debating about whether or not to answer it. But I decided, you know what, let me just answer the phone, girl. This is your job, okay? So I answered the phone. And this woman who had been referred here was like, hey, um, I wanted to have an event there. You know, here's my event idea, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, oh yeah, um, that date is available. That seems like something we can facilitate. Do you want to stop by for a tour one day next week? And she's like, well, I'm actually right down the street if you're there right now. And I'm like, oh yeah, come on in. Well, it turns out that what she does is helps pe- she helps people manage stress. And I've been under um, an extreme amount of stress recently. And maybe sometime over the last week or two weeks, I've really kind of calmed down a little bit. I've been able to kind of see the bigger picture and things. But, you know, it's something that I'm constantly thinking about right now, stress management and what that means and why do we feel stress. And I just had a really good conversation with her about like, just the topic of stress and everything. And it was just so great. It was exactly what I needed right now. Um, She gave me a worksheet, which um, if you're not a worksheet person, then you you can ignore this part, but like just some questions to ask myself to think about. And I'm definitely gonna use that to guide my meditation if I meditate tonight. But of course I meditate in the morning. So I'm definitely gonna journal and use that as my meditation. But it was, it was what I needed. And it just made me think about like yesterday, I spent the entire day, um, at Michelle, who is my co-founder for Brown Girl Bloggers. We were at her apartment complex and they have like a nice little loungy area. And we just kind of chilled there for the day and worked from there with, um, Chandra, who is another collaborator of ours. And the conversation we had, um, just, we literally looked up and it was 7 PM and we were like, how? (laughs) I love that. You know, I love that I am in a supportive partnership where my husband um, supports my career through the ups and the downs. And he's always just the strongest supporter that I have. That's amazing. Um, My mom is great. You know, we didn't have the best relationship when I was growing up, but we are so rock solid now. My dad is great. My little broski, also just a ray of sunshine. And as I was sitting down to record this, I didn't actually know what my gratitude was going to be because I don't, I don't know. I just say what I want to say in the moment. I don't plan that out because 
I just feel like it should come off the cuff. And then she just came right before I was about to hit record. And I went through that whole thing with her, with the lady um, who manages stress relief. And her name is actually Chia. I don't know if I'm saying that right, actually, but C-H-E-Y-A. And she really, really poured positive energy into me, which Man, I'm just grateful for, I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you to God, to the universe, to everyone who pours into me. I appreciate it. I really do. On to what I wanted to talk about today on the podcast. Something that I have been thinking about a lot uh, with having such a new experience this year with opening up Monday & Co. um, has been non-traditional lifestyles. Um, stress, like I said, in my gratitude portion, but also failure as well. Um, And the reason is because, and I've talked about this on the internet a little bit before, I don't have a lot of experience with actually failing at things, but I also don't think of things in those terms anyways, right? But when you think about it, like when you do something like that's as big as like opening up a co-working space, for instance, you do think before you open, you go through every scenario, whether it's wildly successful, whether it's just going to be a small business and that's cool, whether you quote unquote fail, like, I don't know, like if there was no members or something like that. And um, also what constitutes is failure for me, because I feel like the year of 2019 has been a year of learning about myself. And I, I don't know, man, I, you know, people always say you will always learn and I'm 28 years old. So I kind of felt like I was settled into knowing the type of person that I am and what I want and what I need out of life and things like that. Well, first of all, obviously we continue to evolve and grow. So those things change. But secondly, there was a lot I did not know about myself. <laughs> it's been crazy. The awakening and opening my eyes to things because also I think I'm going deeper to certain things. Like for instance, um, opening up Monday and co. And for the first time in my life, having a job where, or a business where there's overhead, right? Cause when you are just a freelancer, you're just a freelancer. You need a laptop, you know, maybe some business cards or something like that. You could start for a hundred dollars or plus the cost of your laptop, right? And most of us already have one of those. But when you open up a space, you have to think about furniture and light fixtures and um, you have to pay rent every month and you have an internet bill and you have utilities and you have, you know, members coming to you because they want such and such and you have to keep inventory. It's just so much. And it's not something I had experience with before opening this. So all of that and learning what this type of what it takes to run a place like this has been a learning experience for me. And one of the things it made me realize was like, okay, I love the space I've created. I love the community that I have created, but the day-to-day operations of a space like Monday and Co., not necessarily something I want to do forever, right? Like, so that's why I'm like, okay, well, I need somebody to help me open. I need someone to close. I need someone to help me manage my inventory and and all that kind of stuff. Like at first I thought I could do everything alone, but then I realized what I'm good at and what I love is interacting with my members, bringing new members in. Like today I had to um, show a guy how to record his podcast. And later on, we're going to sit down together and I'm going to show him, you know, how to upload it to his host and, how to submit to iTunes and everything. Those are the things that I love to do. Keeping up with whether or not we have paper towels, 
not so much. So, <laughs> but that has to happen, right? So it's been a learning experience of learning like, okay, what I really can't do is whether it's my office or anybody else's office, I can't be any where every single day. I literally can't do it. So it's been a learning experience. It's also been a great experience to learn about um, different types of people because I obviously interact with people outside of my sphere of like who I would naturally talk to and just noticing like, okay, everybody's not raised the same. And it's like, you know that, but I think somebody like me who hasn't worked maybe like in a corporate setting or like even in school, um, I don't know. I was always around people like me, if that makes any sense. So it's just been, it's just interesting just to see how wildly different people do the same exact things. Or the fact that like, for instance, people don't read. (laughs) It's a whole other thing. But Overall, the people I've met have made the experience worth it to me. Um, And I think the reason I was thinking about failure or talking about failure was something like I just said, okay, well, I can never manage um, the space. So a failure to me would probably be like, okay, my business can't sustain me having at least one employee, right? Then what would I have to do? What would I go from those steps, right? Or for instance, I'm trying something new. What if I just decide, hey, this is not the way I want to build community. Like I want to do it a certain type of way because there are so many things I want to do with Monday and co as a brand and so many ways I want to grow it and take it to the next level. And I'm just thinking about like, what would those things be? How will it evolve? Is it a failure? If I do things differently, is it a failure? If it's a pop-up in different cities, instead of a place, it is a failure. If instead of having it in Atlanta, I go, Hmm, it would actually do better in Raleigh, North Carolina or whatever. Right. So I feel like I've been thinking about things like that as well. Um, if we're going to just talk a little bit more about this failure thing before we get to the non-traditional lifestyle part, but growing Brown Girl Bloggers this year has also been such an eye-opening experience. So this year for Brown Girl Bloggers, I did get a co-founder and it's probably one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I don't regret it in any way. I think we are really doing really good work with BGB as far as like the campaigns we're bringing in. So it's just been amazing. And I was just like, dude, if I didn't have a co-founder, I would have probably failed at Brown Girl Bloggers this year, or at the very least, I would have um, shut everything down. It would have just been an Instagram page and that's it. Like there would have been no business behind it. There would have been no, you know, using our Instagram to promote other companies, you know, as if we are quote unquote, the influencer. So doing campaigns through us and then also using our platform to do more um, campaigns with other influencers, right? Because I wouldn't have been able to keep up with it And then when it comes to Michelle, there's so many things that she's good at when it comes to running things. Like if you've ever done a campaign with us, she keeps like constant communication with the influencers. She's always reviewing the content. She doesn't even skip around the video. (laughs) Like if somebody does a YouTube video for a campaign, she watches the entire thing. Like our quality control is on 10, right? And I have no desire. I love crafting the campaign, right? I love pitching companies and things like that. So This year has taught me that I can work with another person and it can be a healthy and happy relationship. Obviously, it hasn't even been a full year of me and Michelle working together. We've only officially been working together since February and it's September now. But so far, it's just 
it has really taught me that I don't have to do everything alone. And especially with something like Brown Girl Bloggers, where I literally built it from the ground up, um, instead of being stingy about it and being like, mm, I'm just going to do it all on my own. I was like, no, I need a co-founder because I needed somebody as invested in its success as I am. And then as an offshoot of that, um, Michelle and I launched Branding Babes, which I mean, Branding Babes is not even a month old, but it has really (laughs) taken off as far as like the clients and stuff we have. Like I'm building websites right now. Like, and it's cool to me because that that's what I love, right? Sitting on my couch with YouTube playing in the background and making somebody's website look amazing. (laughs) That's what I want to do. That's what I love to do. I don't know, man. It's just, I turned what could have been a failure into what I'm considering a success right now. And that's really, really cool. And because so many of our things have been growing, I decided like, oh, I need to talk to a PR company now. Like maybe I need PR. You know what I mean? I'm starting this podcast because I know I need a quote unquote personal brand. And I am starting to post on YouTube again and starting to post on social media again, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just been like, man, I think I need somebody to help me, like, you know, get the message out or whatever. So I take a, this, this PR firm takes a meeting with me and immediately she was like, yeah, girl, you ain't ready for us. <laughs> yes, for the truth, right? She was just like, nah, you're not ready for PR because X, Y, and Z. And then she went through what I should be doing, which is everything that I'm putting into place right now, which was nice and affirming of me to hear that from someone who is better at me are better than me at those types of things because I think I'm at a point where I need to be talking to people who are like levels above me, steps above me. I talk to a lot of people on my level. I talk to a lot of people who aren't at my level just yet, but I wanted to talk to someone who number one has been doing this for longer than I have because I'm a baby at this, right? Even if I can teach certain people how to do X, Y, and Z, I'm still a baby. And then secondly, someone's from the outside to look at me and say, this is how people perceive you. This is what I'm seeing. This is how you get from the point you're at to where you want to be. And then also she wants to work with us through Brown Girl Blogger. So, you know, sis got herself a new client, even if she didn't have to hire anybody. So I made money instead of spending money. And you know what? I love it. Love to see it. So talking to her and realizing like, okay, yeah, I have to have this whole personal brand situation. So I need to be consistent with my podcast, which I mean, I talk all the time, so it's no problem. And I need to be posting on Instagram. And if I want to do the YouTube thing, then I need to do that consistently. And I want to write on my blog again, even though, you know, people will tell you, and even I'll tell you, like people don't read blogs like they used to, but I want to do it for myself, right? And so that's kind of where I am right now. I want to get back to creativity for creativity's sake. And this is where I think I will start talking lifestyle a little bit more because I think this year for the first, you know, eight, nine months, I have been focused on money, 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 money. Of course, I have a whole like co-working space. I have two rent payments every single month. Okay. Sis is worried about money. But it kind of took over my life to the point where I wasn't doing anything creative. Like, I do a lot of creative stuff that y'all never see anyways. Like, I make tons of videos that I've never put out in public. I wasn't even doing that. And it was just for a lot of reasons, Um, but mostly because I'm building a new business and 
just was so stressed out. But lately I realized like if I have to build some type of brand, then I need to get back to what I love to do, which is creating things, good things and bad things. I'm just excited to like find amazing people to collaborate with and to make really dope stuff. Um, I think another reason too that I'm thinking about lifestyles is because like literally I want y'all to understand, like, are you listening? I hate living in Atlanta. I hate it. I do not like living here. I know I'm not going to stay here. And if there's anybody listening and you just love Atlanta, then nothing's wrong with that, right? Everything is not for everybody. I like the people here. And when I leave, I'm going to miss my friends. And I've kind of just slowly been telling people like, y'all know I'm not going to stay, right? And they're just like, you are. And I'm just like, "Hmm, no, not really. But yeah, I'm just, I don't like it. It, Number one, it's hot as hell here. Number two, Being in the South, again, I think, you know, I grew up in the South and it's just not my cup of tea, to be quite honest with you, but mostly the weather and the fact that like Atlanta is not a walkable city like you have in Oakland or San Francisco or New York or even San Diego where I lived as well. And it's just not my vibe. I really like living in densely populated cities that are walkable um, with different types of people. I find that here everybody does self-segregate, which is fine. Um, but I am used to actual like serious diversity in my life and I miss that. And since I don't like it here and I know I'm not leaving at least for another year to two years, I've just been like, dang, you know, like I'm thinking about my apartment, right? And I'm realizing we live smack dab in the middle of the like, I guess, trendy part of Atlanta. Like if you know anything about the city, think Ponce Market, Old Fourth Ward, basically near where my office is. And we pay a lot of money in rent and I don't even like it. I don't like living here in my apartment. It's not like it's the fav- my favorite apartment ever. And as I was looking around, I was just like, dang, I have a lot of stuff that I don't use and a lot of stuff that I don't need. And I have a lot of unnecessary emotional attachments to material things. And I just was like, dang, if I don't like living here, I just kind of want to sell everything I own and give up my apartment and just exist for a while, like live in some Airbnbs, travel more, pop into my mama's house. Because listen, shout out to everybody who has a mama who will always welcome you no matter what. And I just don't see the point in spending this much money on rent in a place that I don't even want to be at. It's just starting to really irk me. Like I had to pay my rent this week and I was just like, yo, I'm so annoyed. Like I'm looking at the amount on the check And I'm just like, you know what else I could be doing with this money right now? Like, mm -mm. I'm just realizing that I spend too much to live in a city I don't even really like like that. Um, Because I opened up the space, my savings obviously took a hit and I want to build my savings back up. I want the freedom to come and go as I choose. I think giving up all like everything you're doing right now, like let's just say, obviously not my career and my jobs, but just saying I'm going to sell everything and give up my apartment, right? I think it hits a little different when you can afford to do it and you're doing something different just because. Because I'm like, I could try it for a month and be like, "Uh uh-uh, this is for the birds and just go and get a new apartment. You know what I mean? I'm in a very lucky position that um, I'm pretty location independent and my husband is also location independent to a degree. 
And so I was just like, we are in such an amazing space right now that we could literally just sell all of our stuff and just be. And that's so non-traditional. When I told my husband that, he literally was like, what? I think it would be different if I said, oh, we're doing that to backpack Europe or something. It'd be like, oh, that makes sense. But I'm just like, no, we'll still be around this area. But, you know, we just won't actually be living in a like norm like a regular place we'll just move around a lot just to do something new and we would travel way more because let me tell you something when you paying for an apartment a lot of money for an apartment you don't you really whether you like it or not you stay in your ass at home <laughs> you ain't going no damn where and I just I want to be free for a while um something that I realized this year is that my lease for Monday and Co literally feels like a vice grip uh, around my neck because it's, it's literally such a huge commitment, right? And you might be listening to this like, sis, but you're married. <laughs> but marriage doesn't feel like that to me. I mean, it's a commitment. It does feel like a commitment, but it doesn't feel like a tethered thing. Like, I have to be near here all the time, right? Like, I have to be in Atlanta. I have to... And then again, also, I don't, right? When you hire competent people, you don't have to be. But a lot of entrepreneurs, we are super attached and it's hard to give your baby to someone else. And before this year, that's also something that I would have never thought about myself. I've listened to so many people talk about how hard they find it to delegate. And I've literally been like, what? Why? You don't want to give away work? Now that I have something like this, I get it. Like, I don't want anybody else to give tours. I rather open than have someone else open because I know what's going to be done right. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm going to, you know, wipe the tables down. I know that I'm going to water the plants. I know that when somebody has a tour with me, I can really tell them my vision and why I love this space and what I think they could accomplish here. And it's really hard for me to hand that off. And I know eventually I'm really going to have to do a little bit more because I'd have handed certain things off. But what I've also realized is I nitpick what people do. But that's a, listen, being a boss, I think will be an entirely different episode. But um, yeah, so that's why Monday and Coma, at least it definitely feels more, it's like something that holds me to it versus like in my marriage, we can go everywhere together. Neither one, like, girl, I, I know I'm not explaining this right. I just said girl to the microphone. Anybody listening to this, like you really telling a story and you hit your man with girl. And he has to look at you like, you, you know, I'm a man, right? Do I need to show you right now? <laughs> yeah, I did that uh, to Kyle the other day. But yeah, I just feel, I just feel like I'm at a point right now where I need to shed things and really step into the next phase of my life, which is going to be wildly different. Just like this phase has been wildly different from like the past six years of my life. And it's only been one year, but it's been so transformative. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of ready to sell everything I own. And I don't know, I don't know what I want to do, but I just don't want to have an apartment. <laughs> I don't want to have stuff because for a while I was like, Oh, we can just put our stuff in storage. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to pay a storage fee for stuff that is replaceable because, you know, I definitely want to get a new couch in my next apartment, a new bed, new closet system and all that jazz. But I was thinking about stuff like our bowls and our forks and our spoons. And I'm just like, oh, man, we have to rebuy all that stuff. And I'm just like, OK, just repurchase it. Sell all this stuff and repurchase everything and just exist for a little while. 
So I think my husband is kind of feeling it. We'll see. So if y'all see me sell everything and just be like, oh, I'm just living around. (laughs) I don't know what that's going to look like. You'll know that I convinced him. And if y'all continue to see me in an apartment, you'll know who won. But actually he just said, you know, like it throws somebody off when you're just like, oh yeah, let's just do this thing that we were taught never to do. And something that he and I have been talking about a lot is reprogramming ourselves. Having a nine to five is not the only way to do things. Being an entrepreneur is not the only way to do things, right? You could do one or the other. You can do a combination. You can also just not work. I feel that there is no such thing as failure because I think even if you fail at something, right, you are learning a lesson. I think life is a series of lessons. I said that recently on Twitter, I believe, but life is a series of lessons. And every time you fail at something, if you didn't die, you didn't actually fail, you learned something. And I used to actually roll my eyes when people said stuff like this. I think it's so funny to see the person I'm becoming because (laughs) when I was like 18, 19, 20, I was so different. I was probably different up until the point where I became an entrepreneur and had been an entrepreneur for like six months or so when I started to realize like, oh, this is all a scam. Like this whole working to live thing. This whole thing where they make the majority of people work like slaves, essentially, while a select few are just chilling or you have people who live outside of the grid. You have people who have never had a quote, like a real job for their entire lives. And they are living better than the person who sits in their office from nine o'clock to five o'clock every day. And like, you know, they're just living a more fulfilled life. They even might have more money, you know, because we just weren't exposed a lot of us the majority of us I'd um, say we're not exposed to that and so I'm really glad that I get to be exposed to a new way of living and I'm so grateful that I can explore like hmm, if I didn't want to work I don't have to work if I want to sell everything and just bounce around I can do that if I want to get a nine to five I can do that you know it's it's a beautiful thing and it's something that I don't take for granted And I I mean, even having thoughts, like right now, I'm just spewing my consciousness into the microphone. I'm just talking. But even just to sit here and be able to spend 30 minutes talking and thinking about these concepts deeply is a privilege. And it's not something that I take lightly and that I don't appreciate every single day because some people feel like they have to be on and they're on a hamster wheel so much every single day that they couldn't even think about their mental health because they're so busy, you know, working to live. And I'm just grateful that that's not my mindset or the life that I have um, found myself in. And I just want to know from everybody listening what you think, what you think about failure. If you're like me and you just think there's no such thing, um, what you think about non-traditional lifestyles. And just on an ending note, I will say this. I don't think that anything in life is forever. I don't believe in the concept because if I look at people who have lived decades. So I'm talking about people who are 60, 70, 80, 90. They, their life has had so many iterations, like from, oh, I was a single parent to, oh, I got married and had a whole other family. And those sets of kids have experienced two parent households to, 
oh, I was an entrepreneur for a while, but then I got a nine to five and then I had a hybrid situation and then I was a stay at home mom. Like your life changes, your career will change, your values maybe kind of stay the same, but like what's important to you will change, especially the hierarchy of it. And that's okay. This year has made me really okay with the fact that nothing is forever, right? And at the end of the day, we are all going to die. And what I don't want to do is be so worried about appearances and so worried about what people think that I'm not living in every single moment. I feel like life is meant to be experienced in the moment. And anytime you hate what's happening in your life right now, it's time for a change. That's how I know that I am about to change my life drastically because there's so many things I'm unhappy with and it's time to shake it up, shake, shake, shake it up. (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get on here and talk about today. Um, I really want to know from y'all, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, what you think about failure and non-traditional lifestyles. And I want to know if you would sell everything you own and just bounce around for a while and just see where life takes you. Like, is that something you're interested in? Are you a person who needs structure? I would love to know. Hey y'all, I'm going to hop off. If you want to follow me on social media, everywhere is my name. My name is Candace Van Y. It will be in the show notes and it's spelled C-A-N-D-I-C-E, V as in Victor, A-N as in Nancy, W-Y-E, Candace Van Y, everywhere. And you can also find me by just searching for Candace Talks About Everything. <laughs> That's probably easier than spelling my last name for a lot of people. Yeah, so I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.